Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome to Unwired. Welcome back to another episode of Unwired, the podcast. Another week, another episode. That's right. So today we're getting into a serious topic. Yeah, a very serious topic. Very, very serious. Building computers. Now you may ask, wait, what does an AV company have to do with computers? That's, that's, that's the silliest question in the world. Well, all the editing we do is on computers. On a computer, right. Don't do it on paper. That's right. And in fact, we're recording to a computer right now. That's true. Okay, well, then don't ask silly questions. I didn't. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, you know, the audience asks. I heard someone out there say, that's a silly question. Look. Yourself. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I have literally been building computers for over 20 years. Why? Why? I love it. I literally love building computers. I love putting the stuff together and turning it on and it powers up the first time and you see that screen that says it's the bio screen. You see it come up for the first time, you're like, yes, I've uh, done something. How did you decide to do it the first time? Like, how did you, did you say, today I'm going to build a computer? Well, yeah, I'm sure my, it's not something you did in a day. but No, my brother was always into computers and... Um, Electronics sort of come easy to me, just figuring out electronics. So the idea of working with my hands and putting the components together, it it was just something that appealed to me. So the first chance I got, I researched, got the parts I needed, put it together. I don't think it booted up the first time I, I did it. But um, looking back, you know, you figure out, oh, I made this mistake here, I made this mistake there. You correct it, boom, the thing boots up, you use it. It's great. Yeah, I can see how that's fun. Yeah, it's it's do it. it's really enjoyable. In fact, I'm going to start teaching the kids at my local church. I'm going to run a class on how to build a computer. Because I have fun. more than enough parts, spare parts lying around. I can take it apart, put them in front of the class, and then show them how everything works together. So I think I'll be doing that. You know what? You guys look out for it. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, maybe I'll make it a thing. And if you're not, you can fly out here for it. Exactly. On your own dime. I'm sorry. We'll not be paying for you to come out here. <laughs> but yeah, I might make a video of it. There's tons of videos out there on, on putting computers together. Yeah, but there's nothing like getting the face-to-face experience with somebody teaching you. Very true. Very true. you can go through the video. I mean, I watch tutorial videos all the time and it's very helpful. But if I have a question on something, they can't answer me. That's right. <laughs> so... The reason why this comes up is recently I was tasked with building uh, quite a few computers. You know, like I said, it I didn't think twice about it. Uh, I, I was a little bit concerned because the configuration was a little bit different than I'm used to. But I'm good at researching. So I researched all the parts that I needed. Now, there's usually a way in how I do the research. Okay, The first thing you start off with is the motherboard and CPU. That determines the speed of your computer, how many things you can process at one time. And so you would need different parts for different um, needs. You would need different parts for different needs. You would research different parts for different needs. If I'm building a workstation to edit on, I'm looking for a really fast processor, multi-core, 
and can handle many PCI lanes. Don't ask me to go deep into that right now. That's not important. Okay. <laughs> I won't. But it's, it's what it can handle in terms of um, hard drives, how many hard drives it can handle, how many video cards it can handle, how much memory it can handle, and mm-hmm. the speed of the CPU. Those are important for a video editing machine. Right. If you're talking about a desktop for you to just browse, you don't need as fast components. You don't need something that can handle a lot of hard drives. So you're looking at a lower class of computer, but that can still handle the work that you do or the games that you want to play. And a game machine is even different than a workstation. So, Actually, my husband built his own gaming computer. Mm-hmm. Th- that thing is so powerful. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And those usually are very good at editing off of. So some, they're yeah. sometimes comparable. And then, of course, there's servers. I have servers. And um, quite often, I'll buy servers already pre-built. But in certain circumstances, I'll build my own. And in this case, that's what I was asked to build. Servers. Nice. So we're talking about an experienced guy. I've been researching parts because I'm going to build a new editing system later this year. So, no problems, right? Mm, trick question. Yeah. So, <laughs> after this break, I'll start going into where the problem started. Okay. Unwired. Hey, Robert. I have a great idea. I think we should do a podcast. Sounds great, Victoria. But I don't know how. You have the radio broadcasting degree. You figure it out. Well, I've never done this before, so... Uh, oh, you know what we can do? What? Let's contact Space Age Consulting. Why? Well, they have a podcast called Unwired, and from what I hear, it's really good. Really? And they teach people how to get into podcasting, the equipment you would need, and how to record, edit, and release your shows. And they can even help with marketing the show. Space Age Consulting, huh? Well, how do we contact them? It's very easy. You can visit them at spaceh-llc.com or go to the Unwired website and it's unwiredthepodcast.com and email them at contactinfo at unwiredthepodcast.com. You know what? We should get on that right away. We're leading to the day where we are unwired. Welcome back to Unwired. Okay, so where were we? We're talking about computers, building computers, and the we were going to get into the problems you got into. Okay. So here's the problem. Like I said, I have a process. I start with the CPU and motherboard because those have to match properly for the rest of the build to go. Okay? Yeah. So what I'll normally do is I'll go to microcenter.com. They have a local store in the Washington, D.C. area. Actually, they have two. Mm-hmm. But I'll go to their website because they have the option of doing bundles. And what a bundle is is a CPU already matched to a motherboard. Okay. Because picking the right ones can be very complex. There's certain motherboard types, and they're listed as sockets. So different sockets fit different motherboards, and different, different CPU sockets fit certain CPUs. Uh, uh, okay. See, this is how you can get so confusing. (laughs) Different CPU sockets fit different motherboards. Right. What gets really complex is when there's the same socket type, but they don't work together. And I found that out the hard way. Uh Uh-oh. 
So what I'll do is I will match CPUs to motherboards using the bundle that Micro Center has. So you can go through and you'll pick different manufacturers. I am partial to certain manufacturers. I won't mention their names, so I won't get any hate mail if people like one manufacturer over the other, but I'm partial to certain manufacturers. So when I did the bundle, I created a basically a spreadsheet or a shopping cart of everything that was going to be in that um, system build. So I started with a case, then a motherboard and CPU, which I verified fit the case. Then a power supply, which I verified fit the case and was the proper one for the motherboard and CPU. Okay. Then hard drive, operating system, video card, those things are fairly easy because right. they generally work with everything available now. Okay? So I had the build. I submitted it to the person who asked me to do the build. Then there was a change. What changed was the case. They didn't I, like it? No, they wanted a smaller server case. Now, here's a big difference between server and desktop cases. Oh, goodness. But the idea works the same. Different motherboards fit different cases. Right. And then you have the um, CPU coolers, which will only fit certain cases. Okay. So the problem was once the case changed, I should have started from scratch because Everything changed when the case changed. And I didn't change everything. What I tried to do was just match up, you know, just try to verify that what I had already spec'd out would fit the case change. Okay. Okay. Seemed like a good idea at the time because you're, you're saving time, and I'm doing that in air quotes. You're saving time. What I didn't realize was while the things looked right on the picture... There wasn't enough detail about the changes to the case. Then. (laughs) Wow. Then when I realized, okay, the case changed. The motherboard and CPU should work fine. Mm -hmm. The power supply changed and I didn't change it. Mistake Uh. number one. Then when we went to do the order, there's there's a problem that's going on now where it's hard to find parts. Okay. The reason why it's hard to find parts is because of bitcoins. You know how much a bitcoin is worth right now? One bitcoin? No idea. It's like thirteen thousand dollars. Nice. Yes. So everyone is in a frenzy to do something called mining for bitcoins. That's a whole other show we can do about bitcoins and mining for bitcoins. The and the misconception people have about mining for bitcoins. So everybody's running out and buying these parts up so that they can build computers to mine for bitcoins mm-hmm. so parts are hard to find and some stores like micro center are, are limiting people to the amount of of components they can buy so they're limiting you to one or two cpus per purchase one or two motherboards per purchase and we had to buy i had to build nine computers oh. so i'm going to Micro Center with my um, shopping cart and saying, hey, I need these. And they say, no, we can't sell all these to you. So I have to go to other stores and research and find out who has enough parts that will sell to us. Okay. We couldn't find everyone who would sell us all the same things. And when you're building this many computers for one customer, you want all the components to be the same. Of course. Okay. So... 
Imagine now, I have this list of parts. Everything can't be found from one place, so now I have to find a place that will sell everything. But everyone doesn't sell everything. Okay. So I was able to get all the CPUs, but I couldn't get all the motherboards. (laughs) So (laughs) So now I had to find another board that fit with the same socket type. But do you remember what I said before? Just because it has the same socket type doesn't mean it will work. Right. So I couldn't find nine of the same motherboards from just anybody. And I finally found one that was comparable. The socket type fit. We ordered it. Okay. I almost think I should take a break now. But we ordered the computer components and they don't all come in at the same time. Oh, yay. So the cases came in first. They went to the warehouse, but I wasn't able to get to the warehouse immediately. If I had been able to get to the warehouse immediately, I could have stopped the order because if you look at the cases, you immediately know the power supplies won't fit. Oh, goodness. So we had nine power supplies come in. They didn't fit. Nine cooling fans for the CPUs. They didn't fit because they were all specced out for the original case. Which was bigger. This is getting very complicated. Yes, yes. So I go in there to put in the parts. And I set up a camera because I was going to record me putting all the parts together. One hour goes by. I'm realizing that certain things don't fit. But you know what? It's okay. I can still get the motherboard in. I can still get... And all the memory didn't come in either. So I couldn't even build all of them. So... I I was able to put one machine together. Motherboard, CPU, video card, power supply. The power supply didn't fit in the case, but I can run the power supply outside of the case and still uh, get the system up and running, get the operating system installed. Oh, wait, we didn't get all the operating systems yet. But at least I can get it configured and see if everything worked. Like I said, I've been building computers for 20 years. I plugged in everything. I even, yes, I did. I took out the manual and read the manual <laughs> for the motherboard to make sure where things go. Like I said, I've been doing this a long time, so you know what to look into the manual for. I power it up. It doesn't power up. Oh, no. It doesn't power up at all. I'm looking at this thing. I, I don't understand. I've put everything in together. It's a very simple build. It's not something complex. We're not building... Um, a video editing workstation, which is a fairly complex machine. Mm-hmm. I have the CPU, the memory, the motherboard. I have the power cable plugged in. I have the reset button plugged in. There's no hard drive. I don't need any of that stuff plugged in just yet. It won't power up. This is about as simple as you can get. So I moved the plugs around. I even went down to just having the power plug in. It won't power up. Now's a good time to take a break because the story doesn't get any better. Oh, <laughs> no. All right, let's take a break. Unwired. This segment is brought to you by Sandy Audiovisual, the premier streaming company in the Washington, D.C. area. Also, the prime provider for audiovisual equipment for rental or purchase. See them at savweb.com. That's savweb.com. 
We're leading to the day where we are unwired. We're back to Unwired, and Robert here is telling us this terrible story of his computer building experience. But it has a good ending. Okay. I, I promise you, it has a good ending. All right, so we're up to the part where everything's put in together, everything that's necessary is put together, and the machine won't boot up. And luckily, these days, motherboards come with error codes that can tell you what the problem is. Okay. It's either a light on the motherboard or even digits on the motherboard on the more upscale boards. So after about an hour of trying to get this thing to boot up and trying all sorts of different configurations, switching out motherboards, maybe I got a mother a bad motherboard or a bad CPU, I switched all of that out. Still the same problem. Then I see on the motherboard that a light is staying on in this error code section. So it, it covers four details. It's either the motherboard is giving an error, the memory is giving an error, uh, the video card is giving an error, or the CPU is giving an error. And the CPU light is staying on. Oh. I'm like, what? What in the... W-? But I know these work. My research, once again in air quotes, has shown that these two things match. There's enough um, cool... There's the cooling fan. Oh, that's a part that I skipped. I'll come back to that later. Everything should work. Mm-hmm. But the CPU light is coming on. So I pick up the book, the manual again, and I'm looking at it. Because normally in the manual, it'll tell you which CPUs it supports. Okay. It doesn't say that in this manual. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, but then I noticed something very interesting. The motherboard says it supports 7th generation Intel processors. Okay. I look at the CPU. It is an 8th generation Intel CPU. (laughs) So when I was looking from the different stores and realized that one store didn't carry the motherboard I first wanted, I should have gone back to the Micro Center site and found out all the motherboards that the CPU would work with. I didn't do that. What I did was I matched up socket types without realizing that Intel, in their wisdom, kept the same socket type, but changed the voltage, changed a whole bunch of things, so that the old board that I had wouldn't work with the new process. Of course. So now I have to decide, do I try to go to the store and get nine new processors, which nobody will sell you and we'll have to order and we don't have time to order because we have to deliver this, or do I look around for... um, the right motherboards. If I went for the CPU, we would be paying an extra $70 per CPU. Yeah. So, yeah, that sort of <laughs> decision was a lot simpler, right? Yeah. I have to go find nine motherboards. Thank God there were nine motherboards available at the local store, so we had to drive there and get there. By this time, it was about rush hour. It was really, really late. So it took us 45 minutes each way, plus the time in the store. It took us about two hours. No. <laughs> we get back. I plug everything up. Boom. It starts up right away. Yay! Yeah. The store's not over uh-huh. yet. Sadly, the store's not over. Because... We had to send back the cooler, the CPU cooler, which didn't fit, only to realize that these Intel CPUs came with a cooler. Mm-hmm. Even though my research, once again in air quotes, 
said that this CPU didn't come with a cooler. So all that that we purchased had to go back. <sighs> That's money. Yeah. That the person I'm building the computers for is not going to absorb. That's money. I that it's it's on me. That's my fault. The power supplies, which are the heaviest component of every computer build, had to be returned. That return shipping, I have to pay for. Uh. The bad motherboards, well, they're not bad. They were per- working perfectly fine. They just didn't work with my CPU. Right. Had to return those, which is money that I have to deserve. The, the good business part about it is, it's my responsibility. I take the responsibility. I'll pay for the mistake. Right. I felt terrible. After all, I'm this master computer builder who really made a pretty bad mistake. Because once the client made a change in configuration, I should have started from scratch. Right. Don't worry about, oh, I'm going to lose some time. The smart thing is you start the process over from scratch and Mm -hmm. make sure everything fits. Right. Okay? So... That's a good lesson learned. It's an excellent lesson learned. Uh, and I think that's the good part on it. You shouldn't assume anything. Right. We've done the production checklist. We've done the pre-production checklist, post-production, after-a-show checklist. Yeah. The idea is to train yourself to double-check everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing production or building a computer or editing a video... Yeah. Double check your work. If you have a checklist, you know, let's say you're editing. Yeah. And you have all the video laid out, but have you added the audio? Is the audio at the right level? Are you going back to double check your work and listen to it? Are you having someone else listen to it because your ears might be fatigued? Right. And you're hearing what you think you should hear and someone listens to it and says, oh, that's terrible. I actually did that recently. <laughs> Well, tell us about it. We have a few more minutes. No, it's just that I was working on a video, and I put in the music. I'm like, okay, it's perfect. I exported it. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is that my computer is a little too slow for what I was doing because it was some logo animation, and so I was putting some cool effects in it. Yep. So I couldn't see exactly how different it looked yep. without exporting it. So I exported yep. it like five times. I'm like, okay, now it's perfect. Yep. Final export. I listen to it. I'm like, the levels are too high. Yeah. I have to go back. (laughs) In fact, I did that recently, too. For some reason, my computer program, the um, DaVinci Resolve, the audio stopped working. And I was rebuilding my workstation. That's another horror story, but that's not my fault. I was rebuilding my workstation, and so I couldn't use it at the time I was using my laptop. And the audio just refused to work. Uh-huh. And because there was a deadline, I didn't have time to really drill down and find out why. Right. You can't edit video without being able to hear what's going on. So no. things didn't match. The levels didn't match. I exported it. I thought everything was fine. I sent it to him, and he was like, uh, dude, this this isn't finished. I'm like, yeah, okay. It was a, um, it's a rough draft. It's a rough draft. We'll fix it. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Once again... I had to take responsibility. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today, isn't it? Yes. So I hope you've learned your lesson. Checklists are a good thing. 
Yeah. I think you should <laughs> listen back to the episode where you try to convince me that we don't need a written checklist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, small announcement for Unwired. It will now be released at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every. That doesn't change. In the meantime, if you want to email us, you can go to contact info at unwiredthepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at unwiredthepodcast. And keep looking out for more interesting things that we'll be talking about. Um, You know, just visit us, unwiredthepodcast.com. We are working on getting our podcasts up on the website all the time so yeah there'll be no switching back and forth and you'll be able to hear everything yeah excellent that's the point (laughs) all right right. see you next week see you next week unwired unwired why would we call it unwired we're leading to the day where we are unwired